What is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Curveballs and Share Shots. My name is Brandon Tankuma, sitting outside the Hobson household. A little hot today here in the Bay Area. Two scorching days back-to-back. -back. We're both sitting here in our tank tops, sweating our asses off right now. You know, got the guns out. I can feel a sweat, bead of sweat, dribbling down <laughs> my fat quarantine rolls. But sitting beside me approximately six feet away from me is my lovely and esteemed co-host, Dominic Hobson. Dominic? How are you doing today? You know what, Brandon? Um, past couple, I, I found out some things over the past couple days, and uh, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'll uh, divulge these, I guess, information. Divulge these information. That's great English, isn't it, Brandon? We're off to a hot start already, but we are eight days away from this gauntlet that is taking place, as we talked about last week. But... There was a rebuttal on our frenemies over at Trapdoor to Hell. And once again, Dominic was the fury of our enemy. I like how I'm the only one getting picked on. This isn't bullshit. This is just strictly heat between you and Travis. Me and Tyler are just on the outside, not, not doing anything. And you guys aren't helping me. So not only... I am giving you a platform to bounce back or yeah, fight back. But, but, you know, Tyler, of all people... You know, we're on the same squad. We are going into battle together, and yet he's not—he's not really sticking up for me. I don't—I don't, I don't feel the love there. So last week, Travis came at the nine to fivers, going broad, just attacking everybody. But obviously, it was aimed at Dominic, who technically doesn't work nine to five. He worked like what eight to four, eight to four thirty, exactly. But now this time, he went for the jugular, and he went—he went after <laughs> all of Osh. Orchard Supply Hardware outdoor. and Outdoor Supply Hardware. Just everybody. If you wear a green vest, Travis is coming for you. He says that that place is sucks. And Ace Hardware is a superior hardware store. Now, Dominic, I know this one got you heated. It did. It did. Would you care to respond and defend the good name of Osh? Well, you know, I, I feel like I don't have to, you know, say anything because, you know, my mother gave me the best line I've ever heard. You know what that line was, Brandon? What was it, Dominic? Only idiots work at Amazon. And I feel like work for, work at, whatever. It's the same thing. Only idiots work there. Because they can't get a real job in a real store. You have to work at a warehouse. Fucking bitch. Well, I guess this means once my, you know, six months post-graduation job uh, search. You're going to go work at Outdoor Supply Hardware, right? I guess I have to now. I can't go to Amazon like you I was can't. planning on to. You can't. I know. Well, I was looking, and there's no uh, close Amazons open for jobs around here. Well, there's one in Newark. It's not hiring anybody right now. How's it not hiring? I just looked online like a, like a week ago. I was looking a couple couple weeks ago. Maybe you look again. Maybe. 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 Are we going to work at Amazon together and be a bunch of idiots? No. You're going to come work at Outdoor Supply Hardware because I'm going to be a manager and you're going to be my little cashier bitch. And make 15, 13 bucks an hour? I'll, get, I'll, get, I'll give you a raise. Give you like 15, 50. Really putting that bachelor's degree to work, aren't I? Yes, sir. Exactly. And then actually, you know what, Brandon? I do know the marketing manager. Maybe I can try to get you in with her. Yes, because I graduated with a marketing degree. I already tried for one marketing agency, and that didn't work out so well. I'm still waiting on that phone call. She told me Brandon, that I Friday talk to her. If she was going to call me by Monday, even if I didn't get the job. She never called me. What was her name again? I already forgot. I think I have it saved. Was it, it Haley? No. It might have been Haley. Hold on. I, I, I think, think it was because I, that, that, I think that's I still, I still have it saved. Let's see if I go. 
was it Golden State Media Network, I think? Yes, her name was Haley. Yes, because Ellie was the HBIC, but Haley was the... Uh, Anything you want to say to Haley? Haley, I'm still waiting, girl. Just call me. Give me a call. You got my number? And Travis, fuck you. Fuck Ace. Fuck Amazon. I can't wait to beat your ass in Warzone. Coming for you, motherfucker. We train again eight more days, and next week at the Go Home Show, where we really got to throw down the gauntlet on the gauntlet. So many gauntlets right now. We're going to keep saying gauntlet again? Maybe. But, yes, if you'd like to watch this gauntlet, go and subscribe over to Curveballs and Chair Shots, the YouTube channel. Simply go to youtube.com slash Curveballs Chair Shots. Trapdoor to Hell will also be broadcasting this. Don't go to the YouTube channel, because that's Travis's. Go over to Twitch. And support Tyler. And support Tyler. Trapdoor to Hell. Trapdoor is two words, even though technically it's supposed to be one word. But it's okay. You know why it's two? It's one word over there? It's two words, but it's supposed to be one word. I thought they spelled it one word. They spelled it two words. That's because Travis is an idiot. He came up with the title. Boom. So now let's jump on into everyone's favorite segment, the MLB update. Ah, I thought it was Dominic's picks again. No. Getting closer. Getting closer. We're almost into September, Dominic. So, yes, being that we are an Oakland Athletics podcast, we got to talk about the big news, maybe the biggest news of the week thus far. Ramon Laureano on Sunday gets hit for the third time in the series, second time of the day, second time by that same pitcher. And he moseys on down, tries to give the pitcher some pitching lessons. He's just trying to tell him, you got to snap that slot, got to snap that hand, you know, get that break on that. Ramon's a pitcher. He is a world-class pitcher. We all know that. So then he goes down to first base. Alex Centrone, hitting coach, who needs to be a little better at his job because the Astros ain't doing so hot right now. They start jaw-jacking. Centrone steps up, says, bring it on, bitch. And Ramon's like, all right, bitch. You're calling me out? I'll call your bluff. Charges at him. He hides like a little bitch. Exactly. So shout out uh, Dustin Garneau, who didn't tackle Ramon, but, you know, took him down saving Ramon from himself because who knows if he actually got to Centrone and he did something to him physically, he might have gotten a lot worse. So Ramon Laureano, someone who used to be in the Astros organization, he was originally suspended for six games. That has gotten taken down to four games, so he will not be playing against the Giants this weekend, and he will miss game one on Monday against the Arizona Diamondbacks. So Dominic, kind of your thoughts. A lot of different moving parts here. There's uh, some... Rumors about something that was said between uh, Cintron saying something about uh, Ramon's mother. Ramon did not take kindly to that. Studio audience, would you like to translate? Because apparently what he said was, like, shit on your mom. How would you say that in uh, Espanol? Apparently that's what he said. He said something about, like, Carquitas tu mama. He said, like, go shit on your mom or something. That's basically that, that's what I've heard. So could you like translate? Because maybe like it flows better in Spanish than in English. Studio audience getting a little, yeah. little shy, yeah. or she just doesn't know how to say "go shit on your mom." Yeah. Carnitas de mama. Some pork on your mom. I want to pork your mom. Now that's what that would have really that would have pissed me off. That does sound a lot better in Spanish. Yes. Shit on your mom. Caca to madre. <laughs> Pito and your mama. So yes, there, there's some you know rumors about. I don't know. We everybody knows what chingue. 
I don't know, okay? I can't No, re- Brandon, Chingedu Mother. Oh, wait, what was it? Was it Chingedu Mother? What'd you just say? Oh, yeah, Chingedu Mother. Dominic's going to lead the LWO with that luscious Spanish. Maybe. Maybe, but yes. So, Dominic Ramon, former Astro, was on the Astros during that 2017 year when they were cheating, maybe cheating past 2017, but... There's some rumors that maybe there's some extracurricular stuff behind the scenes between him and Cintron. Cintron gets suspended 20 games, as he should have. He got the lengthier suspension because coaches shouldn't really be doing that. Dominic, I don't think we've ever really talked about this situation. It's been a whole week. Yeah, what's up? Your thoughts on everything going down? Well, you know, um, Brandon, my, uh, you know, I'm a professional podcaster. I have a lot of thoughts about this. First one being that um, I do agree with what Ramon said in that little interview he had that he should know better he shouldn't have been antagonized and you know drawn into doing su- what he did but then again i also do understand shout that out the planes should not out. get a single plane last week and we're already jumping off the rip first 10 minutes with a plane <laughs> <laughs> but um but i do agree with you know it, it, i feel like it doesn't matter how cool and calm and collected you are in baseball you you do get fed up even if you're the nicest guy someone says one thing it's not you get triggered i mean last year we did ramon was age. last year we were at the game where ramon did start a little something something do you remember this dominic was that there's the like a little scuffle i think it was against the, the orioles it was the rangers or the rangers he hit a bomb and i think he no cannon hit a bomb there, there was like it was like cannon ramon were kind of the two people that were in the thick dropping things. dick they look at you dominic you're so cool i'm learning you are learning, but uh, so yeah, it was originally six games. I think it's kind of a combination of a bunch of things. You know, a few games for obviously the fighting part of it, a few games for the uh, protocol, the COVID situation, because you can't just be, you know, mingling. And they specifically said no brawls because of COVID. And then I don't really think there's anything having to do with the Astros cheating scandal because Manfred came out and said, you know, no retaliation. We're going to talk about Joe Kelly in a little bit, but going from six to four. I think that's due two games for actually fighting and then two games for, you know, breaking the protocol. I, I think everything's fine now. I mean, I think when it first came out six games, I was like, that's that's. But I was much. I was scared it was going to be like ten games. So when it came out to be six games, I was OK with that. But four sounds even better, right? Four does sound even better. Exactly. We need Ramon. I think without him, with him not in the lineup, it makes us vulnerable. Um, it makes us. Uh, Had a hell of a last game yes. on Wednesday. Yes, Robbed a home run. Made a few good plays out there in the outfield and got a, a key, I think it was like a R- two RBI double at the end. So good for Ramon. Possibly could be an MVP candidate. But now he's not because. He's I think Matt Ch- I think Matt Chapman's more of an MVP candidate just because he's kind of yeah, the bigger he has name. That error. He has that error, though. Yeah, but he also made a game saving play on Friday. We'll have to wait and see. I, don't, I mean, you're in the group chat with. With the squad. And me and Tyler basically use that group chat to just text each other about the A's game. You guys get pissed off about it, which is kind of the reason we do it. At least that's why I do it. This might be the last podcast then because you're a bitch. Joe Kelly. He was originally suspended eight games for the whole Astro situation that we talked about, I believe, last week. He appealed. He has gotten his suspension taken from eight games down to five games. I thought eight games was too strong to begin with. Five Probably still a little bit strong. I kind of wish maybe cut it in half, drop it down to four. But 
you know, he gets suspended five games for not hitting anybody. Yeah, he taunted them, but he never really, like, you know, charged at them like Ramon did. So I, I still think this is a little hefty of a fine or a suspension, but, you know, cutting it to five, I guess, is better than nothing. Well, I, I think it has to do with the fact that he was taunting them. You know, it's one thing to, to do what he did. But, but he, w- he was reacting to Correa talking to him. Yeah, but, you know, I don't know. I do agree. Five's still a little harsh, but it's better than eight. And, you know, Do- I mean, not like the Dodgers really need him. I mean, the Dodgers are kicking ass right now, so. Still not in first place because those Colorado Rockies are kicking ass right now. Unfortunately, Dominic's Arizona Diamondbacks faulting a wee bit. They are in last place. But season's still young. 30% of the way there. Maybe the Diamond Bats will bounce back. Madison Bumgarner, I forgot to put this on the script, but he has gone down. He's going to be evaluated. I haven't seen any updates, but Madison Bumgarner, his velo has dropped. Sweet. Fuck him. He was kind of the re- – it looks like someone's going to blow it up. I happen to be my mother, so show some respect, all right? I'm not going to say the Spanish thing that Alex Centrone said. Shit on my mom. Exactly. But – Moving on to the more MLB update, we got some more COVID news, some more Ronin news. The St. Louis Cardinals still have not played a baseball game since July 29th. Going on two weeks, they've only played five goddamn games. What the hell's going on here? Uh, basically, the Cardinals should forfeit. I mean, how many games are you going to be able to make up before, you know? You're just going to be playing doubleheaders every day for the next month. Yeah, that's not fun. Could you do doubleheaders for a whole month? Well, you know, Dominic, back when I used to play baseball for the San, San Leandro Ports, Saint Le- the St. Louis Ports, you know, those weekends, those dog days of summer, we damn near would play doubleheaders every day. You know, we'd play one game Friday, doubleheader Saturday, doubleheader Sunday. It was a grind. How many did you win? We actually won a lot, mainly because we were a bunch of like, well, I wasn't. I was like 16, 17, but we had a bunch of twenty, early 20-year-olds 20 shitting on some 16-year-olds. So we did win a lot of those games. Okay, never mind. I'll shut up. Exactly. You know, I invited you guys to see a Mexican league game. Oh, you know what? But you never you know, showed up. No. We were going to go, and then you're like, yeah, you know, you don't have to. I mean, you know, you got all fucking shy about it. Shut the that, fuck that's up. because nobody shows up to those games. Literally, yeah. it's like my mom and like maybe some girlfriends and another mom. There's like maybe four. There's, yeah. It's like five people on our yeah, team. Yeah, and. Yeah. <laughs> Not my girlfriends. Other people's girlfriends. Brandon, Brandon has a hog. No, Tyler has a hog. I'm trying to, I'm trying to build you up. Maybe, maybe you know, Mrs. The future Mrs. Ta- Brandon Tanguma's listening and. That Studio has got a big pop for that. Even though you know, I knew what you were saying, Dominic. You do, you do know when you get married, they say introducing Mr. and Mrs. Dominic. Well, we've already gone me. over this. That apparently she's not going to be taking your last name. Oh, apparently, yeah. Yeah. Fine. So let's open up that one again. Brandon, you want to get married? Take my last name. Can I at least put like a dash? But you can you can hyphen it. Tanguma Tang- Hobson. Tanguma Dash Hobson. Yeah. My name my name was already so long to begin with. <laughs> but that dick ain't. <laughs> Look at his face. <laughs> you just brought me up just to bring me down. <laughs> Not nice, huh? You do it to me all the time. What are you talking about? I ne- well, I never bring you up to begin with. <laughs> you just you just <laughs> I just, just keep bringing you down. Yeah. <laughs> You're making Mary laugh a lot now. Mary's drunk. She had a half a high noon. Or a whole high noon. Go drink another one. Oh, she has to take a shit. Oh, sorry. I had to take... Ow. I had to take a shit. Continuing on. 
with the MLB Rona news, we go to the Cleveland Indians. Very good young rotation that they have over there. And Zach Plesak got in trouble for going out and breaking curfew, protocol, all that other good fun stuff. He went out with some friends. Obviously a big, big no-no. And he got uh, sent home, had to take a rental car back home. He wasn't driving. He had a chauffeur driving back home. Five hours back to Cleveland. And then there was uh, a team meeting. Mike Clevenger apparently stood up for Plesak and said, you know, it's not right or whatever. And, you know, turns out he was also on that trip, and he was a part of it. <laughs> he, he went on the plane. Carlos Carrasco, a recovering leukemia patient, leukemia survivor, is on that same rotation. So we see a lot of the rotation mates. The starters are always close-knit and always together, sitting together during the game. So yeah. obviously he is high risk. Maybe he shouldn't even be playing to begin with. But now Mike Clevenger is out two weeks quarantine. So two strong pitchers for the Indians. Not even really talking about how this affects them on the field, just off the field. Like, what the hell are you doing, guys? And then Plesak also came out, I think, today or yesterday on his Instagram, kind of defending himself. And I just felt like he looked like an even bigger idiot. He was like, oh, they're just blowing this out of proportion when, no, you have a, you know, a cancer survivor who you're always next to and you risk it to just hang out with some buddies. Now, what what did, what do you mean they go out? So you mean like they went know, out, had a dinner, a bubble, they were at a, like a casino. Oh yeah, so you can't go to the casinos. Can't have any fun. But if it does show you anything, even this whole bubble thing doesn't really work. I mean, look at St. Louis. Look at you know all the other places. Last time I checked, MLB is not in a bubble. I thought they were. I really thought they were. How are they in a bubble? I. It's on like, okay, guys, don't do this. Don't do that. Be good boys. Go home. Stay at home. Be with your wife and kids. But don't go out. Don't be an idiot. It's not like NFL or NHL and NBA that are locked. Not literally locked, but staying at Disney World can only go so f- you can't go outside of Disney World unless you get clearance. See, I did not know that. That's I'm pretty sure we have discussed this I'm pretty multiple sure we times. Have Dominic, been. I'm going to bring Roll this one out. You have said some stupid shit on this podcast. God, I was doing so good for the past couple weeks. I know. It's been a month since I've pulled this bit out, but that might be one of the stupidest things you've ever said. Actually, it's not that stupid. It kind of is. It is not. We've kind of made this a point for a long time. I'm pretty sure we haven't really talked about it lately. I'm pretty sure. we. I feel like we talk about the Rona every single week in regards to MLB. Mm don't know last week it was the cardinals week before that was the marlins week before that we were like oh how long could this actually last because they're not in a bubble okay but i don't remember what i had for breakfast yesterday what did you have for breakfast today i didn't eat breakfast today what about lunch yeah chinese food it was chinese food okay okay was it let's not get into that we're already we're going so long to begin with but no it wasn't bat or cat or dog or mice. Or snake. Would you like to give everyone an update on your mice situation since the studio audience was almost killed by a mouse last week? I don't have week? a mouse situation. You have a mice situation. Don't have a mice situation either. All right. So, Marcus Stroman, pitcher for the New York Mets. We talked about Yoannis Cespedes opi- opting out of the season. He has now opted out of the season. He will be a free agent next year. Plays a little bit, and then he's gone. 
for Travis Gunderson, who predicted the New York Mets to make it all the way to the World Series. But it uh, looks like Fuck that's... Looks, well, okay. Looks like that's not going to happen. The Mets are kind of falling apart at the moment. Jacob deGrom, he has been scratched from his start. So, Dominic, your thoughts on Marcus Stroman leaving? And Who does that leave, basically? Jacob deGrom. That's pretty much... That's pretty much it. The right? entire team to begin with. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say they're out of it. I mean, I still think they have a chance. I'm not going to say it's a, hi- you know, not as high of a chance as they had, but, um, I mean. Does this say something about, like, the behind the scenes situation because Cespedes is dipping and Strowman is dipping in the middle of the season? Kind of sh- oh, behind the scenes of what? With the Mets only, or you mean MLB? The Mets. Probably. I mean,. I I would I would I would love to think that every MLB team's on the same page with protocols and everything, but maybe the Mets are a little more relaxed. Maybe they aren't as strict, or maybe they are super strict or something. I, I don't know. I'm not really talking about protocol. I'm more talking just like the people behind the scenes and not really liking the environment. What? Well, what? You you mean the players? Anything? I don't know. I feel like I feel like people have a change of heart, just like how you know. You could go somewhere. That fucking pokey, po- pokey. Shut up, my pokey main. <laughs> like I was gonna say, just like how you know you you're so happy that oh I'm, I'm gonna go with Dominic in the studio gardens and go to the beach and then you get to the beach and you go fuck why did I even come with them? You have a change of heart. Well, usually I say that to begin with, but yeah, you're not happy that you're gone, but then you realize I'm grilling some juicy s- flat meat steak. Hey, you wanna go to the beach tomorrow? No, I'm good. Okay, we're gonna pick you up around nine. Okay. Uh, continuing on Is it okay? in New York, we're going to take a subway and go to the Bronx. To, to the Bronx. Yay. Yankee Stadium. Aaron Judge, who was just absolutely on fire, just hitting home run after home Dropping run. Dropping dick. Dropping dick and piss, piss missiles, missiles and taters and everything like that. Cock and taters. He has gone down on the IL for about 10 days because of a mild calf strain. Before that, Giancarlo Stanton, he has gone down with a hamstring strain. He's going to be gone a little longer, about a month. And, you know, we were hoping that they were going to be healthy. At the beginning of the season, when the regular season was supposed to start, they were down with injury. So they get healthy, they come back, they're pretty good for the first couple weeks, and then now they go down. It kind of sucks. Aaron Judge could and probably should be the face of MLB, but he just can't stay healthy at this point. Yeah, but you can't blame him. I mean, shit just happens. I mean, I feel like... I don't know if you, I, I'm sure if you ask a true Yankee fan, you know they'll they'll tell you that you know he'll come back better than ever and they'll win the World Series or something. But I think he should honestly, depending on the severity of the injury, evaluate it. If it doesn't get better, take the rest of the year off. Who cares? It's a fucking short season. Make sure when that real season starts in 2021, you're 100%. No injuries. You feel great. Pretty sure the Yankees are trying to win a World Series this year, and they got a pretty damn good shot at it. Dodgers will win. Don't worry. Dodgers going to win? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. On that note, we're going to talk about something we never really talk about, so I know Dominic is going to be super excited to talk about this. We're going to do some college football. We don't have to. Yes, we do. Because they canceled. Not everybody canceled, though. Oh, shit. The Pac-12 and the Big Ten announced, if you follow us on Instagram, Curveballs, ANCS, on the Instagram. Go and follow us there. We posted that this happened when it happened. 
Pac-12 and Big Ten have shut down. There will not be any fall sports. They are looking into possibly postponing it into the springtime. This is something that we've talked about multiple times throughout this pandemic quarantine era that, you know, if it if it's it's all by conference, so there's no centralized power in the NCAA to tell everybody that you got to do this one way or another. And so two conferences, I mean, Power Five conferences, not going to be playing football this year. SEC, Big 12, and ACC are still going to go ahead with it. Now, Dominic, just kind of talking about it this month, or not this month, this fall semester, your thoughts on them not doing it. What is the studio audience whispering? <laughs> Am I sweating? Am my nipple popping out? <laughs> yes, I know. I'm, s- I'm sw- sweating like a whore in church right now. <laughs> yeah, you are a little slut. You got a tight little man pussy on you, don't you? <laughs> what are you going to ask me about Pac-12 and Big Ten or whatever it was? Your thoughts on them canceling or postponing yes, I'll into the spring semester, possibly? Um... I think it's a great idea. I also believe that, you know, actually, you know what? I'm kind, I'm kind, I'm kind of on both sides of the fence here. I'm okay. I'm happy that they're postponing it to the spring, but then again, I got a feeling nothing's going to change. So then, what happens? Are they going to take the MLB approach and okay, we'll do it this way, this way, this way, this way, or are they going to just going to cancel it? Or you know, because what happens to those players that have a chance of making it in the NFL? You know what I mean? As we said, I would say, don't do it. Don't play. Yeah. You get injured, you know, those teams aren't, especially if it's a serious injury, like an ACL or something like that, you're not going to, maybe you'll get drafted unless you're like a superstar like Trevor Lawrence. But it's like. Oh, Tigers. He does play for the Tigers, but Clemson Tigers. Oh, so? Go Tigers. Yes. Okay. Anyways, but Dominic, do you think the other conferences, SEC, Big 12, ACC. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is, you know, kind of political? Because, you know, we're not going to say any, we're not going to put any names out there, but, you know, the SEC kind of, you know, Southern, maybe a little more Republican, maybe on the side of, you know, not wearing masks and kind of just judge, you know, just go through it. It's all fine and dandy. They're young, healthy kids. They're going to survive it. Nobody's going to die from the coronavirus if they get it. Versus the other ones that are more Western, liberal, one might say. And they want to be safe and sorry. So do you think S- – because, I mean, it's it's all just comes down to money because there's the SEC. I mean, there's a lot of just small market, small town, small towns that make a lot of money strictly off of the football season, and the pandemic has hit them hard to begin with. So you're going to want to try to get through this, you know, get those – that bar money, get some of that tailgating and everything and just kind of make some money off of the season. And then if there's casualties along the way, as Lou Holtz said, so be it. I mean, I feel like as much as you and me, when MLB was postponed and how we were dying to have baseball, dying to have basketball, dying to have something, I feel like as much as I want it, I would really feel horrible if even just one player, even if it was like a third string kicker, someone who no one would really give a fuck about, he was still to get sick. I would still feel partially bad because of the fact that my greediness, my, you know. It's not the fans' greediness. It's the owners and the people higher-ups' greediness. Yeah, but, you know, but we're also the ones to blame. We're the ones saying, like, yes, play, play, I'll play. put those demons on me, Ricky Bobby. Uh, I'm, putting, pu- I'm putting some of it on you. 
So I don't watch college football. I don't want my kid. I don't want my my fellow collegians, collegians, collegians to get sick. You go to college, Dominic? Yeah, college of uh, your mama. Good one. Thank you. So, will there be any college football played this fall? Yes. Will there be college football played this spring? Yes. All right. Now let's move on to the pros. This might be a Raider podcast, but we got a lot of San Francisco oh. 49er news to that talk about. The Raiders. George Kittle, tight end of the San Francisco 49ers. Best tight end in the league? No. Still Travis Kelsey? Yes. He, ha- George Kittle that is, gets a $5 million, s- five-year, $75 million. <laughs> Read the script. Contract. $40 million of it guaranteed. Dominic? Is he worth it? Si, senor. Great analysis. Travis Kelsey also working on a deal, but him being a little older than Kittle, he's not going to get as much years, as much money as Kittle, but definitely he is worth it as well. Locking him down for five years, I think, definitely a good move for the 49ers. Obviously, health is a factor. If he plays all five years and he lives up to his potential, I definitely think he will be worth it, maybe even more. Now, can Jimmy G... You know, get to it, get to him. You know, play up to Kittle's potential. Probably not, but well, no. I I mean I I, I think this off season um, with a couple moves they made, um, you know, are it's gonna help Jimmy target Kittle a little more. But then you also have a couple of weapons on the outside that you know, you know, you can't cover everybody. Someone's gonna be open, Kittle or. But when you got nobody, not even like you know three quarters of the level of Kittle kind of hard. Well, yeah, but I mean, I, I still feel like this season, if there is, will be another great opportunity for the 49ers to make it back to the Super Bowl. And so the 49ers are trying to build around George Kittle, maybe not get some top ten, ta- uh, top end talent, but they are expected to, or at least, you know, looking at signing some wide receivers. Debo, with the foot injury that we've talked about, expected to miss a little bit of time at the beginning of this season, they are looking to sign veteran wide receivers J.J. Nelson, and maybe the and the bigger name, Tavon Austin, speedy wide receiver formerly of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, obviously, these are not top tier wide receivers, but it's you know more bodies, some speed on the outside, maybe could stretch the field, get a little more openness in the middle for George Kittle. Your reaction to uh, the 49ers possibly signing both or at least one of these guys? Oh, just one of them would be perf- would be fine. Um, with uh, what's his name? What was San- not Sanders? It was was somebody Debo. D- yeah, Sanders, right? What do you, Emmanuel Sanders? What who's, we the lo- one, who's the one who that got about? hurt? Debo Sanders. Debo Samuel. Samuel, that's what it was. With him going down, big dog just laying a massive log in the backyard, <laughs> right in my line of sight. Yep, it's her uh, pre Fortnite poop. Um, with him going down a little bit, I mean. Hopefully by season he'll be ready to go. But landing one, but both would be fucking amazing because you know you can. I'm not gonna say they're weapons, but they're definitely top. They're they're talented enough to get open, catch the ball. You know everything the four niners need because I feel like last season it was all on Samuels, Sanders, and Debo and um, uh, Kittle. And with the signing of Jordan Reed, hopefully he can stay healthy and they can get some more weapons and some more action on the offensive end, especially because maybe the defense might have taken a dip this season. Now, we haven't really talked about it, but we will. 
the NBA playoffs. Yes, the NBA is in their final day of the regular, I guess, new regular season. And here's another plane. And there is another plane. So uh, in the East, everything just kind of played out as what we thought. But in the West, it was a little clunky. It was all kind of packed, that eight seed. Uh, the Phoenix Suns actually go undefeated, go 8-0, but yet they did not make the playoffs. So the Memphis Grizzlies are technically the nine seed, but because of the whole rules and uh, winning percentage stuff that's going on, they will have a plan and take on the Portland Trailblazers. And if I recall, if the Trailblazers win, then that's it. But if the Memphis Grizzlies win, then they play another game. So they're going to be fighting for that eighth seed. Dominic, your thoughts, Grizzlies and Trailblazers to face the Lakers in that 1-8 matchup. I'd like well, the question I want to ask you, who has the best chances of knocking off the Lakers? Because my money's on the Trailblazers. I would, yeah, I'd probably say Portland. Dame, it's Dame time. He's he's getting hot at the right time. Now, can he carry that entire Trailblazers team to beat the Lakers in a seven-game series? I don't think so. Could maybe they steal a game or two? Absolutely. But I do think the Trailblazers have the firepower to keep up with the Lakers. Maybe not beat them, but at least keep up with them. No. But if I, if I remember correct, a luck. Memphis has. Who am I thinking of? No, it's the Jazz. I'm going to pull up the roster. Bring up the Jazz. Who is on Memphis? They have a Gasol still, right? No, they don't. Are you talking about uh, John Morant? Sh sure. Second year? Sure. Rookie? Yeah, yeah, great guy. Love him. Gonna say Rookie no. of the year. I, I don't know. I, I don't know anything. What were you going with this? You were going to say something, and then you don't have anything. I thought I, 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 I know they don't. Okay, we're going to run they down. Don't have, they don't have Randolph anymore. We're going to run down the entire Memphis Grizzly roster just <laughs> to see if Dominic could get his bell rung. We got Grayson Allen, Kyle Anderson, Dylan Brooks, Brandon Clark, uh, something DN guy. I'm pretty sure it's not that guy. Marco Good Goodrick. Josh Jackson, Jaron Jackson Jr., Tyrus Jones, John Conker, DeAnthony Melton, John Morant, who is by far the best player on that team, but yet Dominic was thinking of somebody else apparently, John Tay Porter, Anthony Tolliver, I know him. I know him too, former Warriors. Uh, Jonas or Jonas Valanciunas. Oh. I know him too. Look yeah. at that. Uh, Utah Wanada. Come on. You got it. Wan Wat Anabad. I feel like Dominic reading UFC names at the moment. <laughs> what on a bay? What on a bay? What on a bay? He should be an announcer. And former Miami Heat, Justice Winslow. No, because like I said, I was thinking of Randolph and Gasol and Conley and stuff like that. So never mind. Fuck Memphis. I'll go with Trailblazers. The Portland Trailblazers. And if this Dunder Mifflin Wi-Fi could load, I'm trying to go back to the NBA standings, and I went too far. Gosh darn it. Keep talking. Well, I was going to go through the rest of the West and see if you think there's going to be any upsets. So in that one seed, both of us picked the a Los Angeles team to win the entire thing. I got the Clippers. Dominic has the Lakers. Lakers one, Clippers two. The Clippers will face Dallas. Dominic, you see Dallas making any noise. You think the Clippers will just run right through them. Definitely see Dallas making noise. Fucking Luca Doncic. 
and oh god, what's his Are name? Are we gonna have to <laughs> run through the entire no, Dallas no, 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 roster no, no, again? No, no, no. It. Oh my god, Chris, Chris Poff, Chris Christos Porzingis. Yes, Porvingo Vizingis. Shout out, Doodle Bob. I, I think them two definitely, and you, you, you got you got a couple other good players on the team, but um, I definitely think I I don't think Dallas will win the series, but I definitely think it'll be a good close series. Then in the third spot we got Denver and uh, Skinny, Skinny, uh, what's his name? Don Don John Donchick, Donchich. I forget what the fuck. I gotta look up the Denver Nuggets roster. Luka Donchich. No, that's the guy from the what's his face. See, and this is why we don't talk NBA because we're a bunch of goddamn idiots. I, d- I didn't really care if we talked about it or not. You wanted to go through it. Well, I just asked you. And Nikolai Jokic. Jokic. There we go. That's what the guy I was thinking of. Skinny Jokic. Jok- whatever. Brandon gets the PBR. Yes, I do get the He's PBR. trash. Because I am white trash. And Dominic is Corona. He's Mexican royalty. But did you uh, bring a bottle opener? But you got an alcoholic friend. But I'm an alcoholic friend. Who has a weapon and a bottle opener. According, according to the Oakland A's, probably said the story about seven times, but... The security staff at the Oakland Athletics Coliseum said that his bottle opener is a weapon. So thank you for holding a weapon on you 24-7. You're welcome. Got to stay strapped, homie. Then we got the Houston Rockets taking – hold on. We got the Denver Nuggets taking on the Utah Jazz, the face of coronavirus in the NBA. I think Denver's going to get it. I don't really see any uh, upsets besides – Wait, you think Denver's going to beat Houston? Denver is taking on Utah. Oh, the face of coronavirus in the NBA. So, then Houston will take on OKC. So we're gonna get Russell Westbrook taking on his old team. That should be fun. I really hope Houston Houston loses. That'd be so much fun. I would love. It just goes to show you that as much as Westbrook thinks he's better than Katie, he's not. Because at least Katie can beat his old team. He can't. Then we're gonna move on to the East. I think it's gonna be a little more straightforward. We got the Bucks taking on the Orlando Magic. We'll run right through them. Exactly. Then we got the defending NBA champions, Toronto Raptors, in the two seed. So they don't got Kawhi, but they're still making some noise out there in the east. Out east? Said about west. We don't want to get demonetized. Can you just stop, please? Sorry. Toronto Raptors will take on the Brooklyn Nets. Once again, I think that's pretty straightforward. They're going to run right through it then. Now we get to the 3-6 matchup. This one gets a little more interesting. We got the Boston Celtics taking on the Philadelphia 76ers, I feel as though I'm always uh, those hopefuls that the 76ers are going to get their shit together and make some noise. I, I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put my bandwagon. I'm going to hitch my whatever wagon to the bandwagon. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're talk- trying to talk about, but the 76ers will beat the Boston Celtics in the first round. What does that plane say? Is that an Oakland Athletic thing? It's a Geico ad, you idiot. Oh. <laughs> You didn't say idiot. God, so upset. <laughs> you should work at Amazon. Ooh, studio audience saying Dominic should work at Amazon. I mean, in Dominic's defense, it is backwards. Dominic it, it can't. looks like it's yellow and green. That's it called. That's a gecko. Geckos are normally green. It is green. It has black and white. But it looks like he should be flying over like a stadium right now. Dominic. Yes. You mean Oracle Park because the A's are not playing at the Coliseum today. I know I don't have it's not working. All right, then we got the four five matchup, which just they did just play today. The mm-hmm. Indianapolis Pacers, Indiana Pacers. You almost said the Colts. 
No, I almost I there I said Indianapolis Pacers. I called the Indiana Pacers. They take on the okay. Miami Heat. The Pacers beat mm. the Heat today. So Heat are garbage. The Heat are not garbage because they're going to beat the Pacers. And I'm definitely being an unbiased unbiased journalistist when I say that. You should you should you know take an English class right before you left college. You know that. Don't even remember the last time I took an English class. Santiago. No. I think it was maybe Chabot. Taking writing classes, but not like English classes. I'll go with the Pacers. Just fuck the heat. Fuck Dwayne Wade. Whoa. Come on. Why are you going to be like that? Now, we're done with sports, but we're done with our sports topics on the script. But we're going to go to the email, <sighs> to the mailbag for. Hang on. Hang on. I, I need a. I got to. Holy shit. Get my. Uh, Fucking. You okay? Studio audience saw a hawk. Protect Watch out. Dog. Protect the mascot. There's one by the table. Okay, good. So. Right next to the dirty uh, ass chunkles. Can you, uh. Re- uh. Give me the intro again? You do, you do the intro. Yeah, but. Alright, so that'll do it for us for yeah. our scheduled sports topics. But let's go to the mailbag for. Mr. X's question of the week. Bum bum. Bum bum. Okay. Someone's so funny over there. Go to the <laughs> Fortnite live stream if you want to know that uh, inside joke. Yeah. Just skip to the end. So, first of all, he said hello again. I don't think we ever say hello to him. So hello, Mr. X. Hello, Mr. X. Um, Studio audience says hi. Okay. Um... This is something that I really never really paid attention till to, till to. Darren um, Till, like UFC fighter? Maybe, maybe, maybe he asked a question about that. What? Um, but uh, he's he wants to know what's up with these pitchers doing these little dances on the mound before the pitch. Does the Bach even exist anymore? What the hell's going on, Brandon? It isn't about the ban- Brandon part, but you know, I just throw it to you. <laughs> that nice little fastball, not a curveball this time. I assume what he's talking about is kind of like the the stutter stepping and the the kind of holding the runner on, not. Well, not holding the runner on, but like the the Johnny Cueto kind of shimmy shake, and a lot of probably a lot of pitchers are doing that, a lot more. Now, when they do that, from what I've seen, it's when there's no runners on base. So, when you're doing that, you're free reign. You can dance and shimmy as much as you want, as long as you just don't fall off or drop the ball. Then that would be considered a balk, which then would lead to a ball. So, I mean, as long as they're you know keep their balance and not being too stupid about it, I don't have an issue with it. Because what I've seen, they don't do it when there's runners on. They only do it when it's there's nobody on. Yeah, because it's like a little. It's a ti- to me. The, to me, it's messing up the batter's timing. Exactly. That's because you just switch it up. You do it in like one speed, two speed, three speed, and you just you never know what they're going to be doing. Exactly. Okay. Hopefully that answered that question. On to the next one. It's a little lengthy, so I'm going to try to read it. Dominic perfectly. knows a thing or two about being lengthy. Thank you. I'm going to try to read it and not mess up anything. <coughs> and I quote. When I'm working on designs or other artwork, I usually keep odd hours. In doing, I've been watching a lot of Australian... So I want to say he's not a 9-to-5-er. Uh, Brandon, I was going so well, <laughs> and you fucking interrupted me. Sorry. He's been he, uh, watching a lot of Australian rules football, or footy, as they call it, and rugby from Australia for the past couple weeks now, which they will air live on FS1 at around 5 a.m. here in the East. Pat McAfee, big, big... Uh footy guy. Brandon, do any of these sports interest you? Or are there any other sports out there outside of the norm 
caught your attention. We're a big cornhole. Cornhole, baby. Big cornhole podcast over here. Anybody want to challenge us? Just tell us where and when. We'll meet you there. Yeah, they, they'd be But you have to supply bags and boards. Yeah, so during the pandemic, cornhole was kind of like, I guess maybe like the only sport that was really running at the time. So uh, we played cornhole over at the frenemy's house, Trapdoor to Hell. They have the cornhole boards. And we played cornhole a time or two. But then once you actually like watch it, and yeah, it kind of sounds stupid to watch cornhole, but cornhole definitely is a lot of fun. Get, get, get into it, yeah. Uh, some other stuff. I mean, I don't know if there's any like quote unquote weird stuff. I do like rugby. I never really watched Australian rules football. I think I maybe footy. S- sorry, footy. Eh? I might have seen footy a time or two, but the rugby stuff I do enjoy. I like kind of the seven on seven. It's a lot, uh, you know, not as many people on the field, so it's a lot more open. There's a lot more running and scoring. So, cornhole and rugby. There you go. Okay. Well, I haven't really been paying attention too much to other things. I've been kind of, you know. Just sticking to the norms. Um, I tried watching golf, but is that, I guess that's the norm thing. But just can't get into shout watching. Shout out golf at the PGA uh, Championship out here in San Francisco, right by SF State. Okay. Okay. On some of the holes, you can see so SF State uh, in the background. Let's uh, shout out Go Gators. <laughs> let's go on to wrestling now, Brandon. By Travis Dominic, would you like to say any? By the way, hang on. Anything hang, to no, Travis? Wrestling questions, but but. We do have a second email. Could be a sports, could be wrestling, I don't know. So maybe Travis needs to fucking hold the hell on for one second. Are you going to read the question? Well, no, I'm still on. This is still Mr. X. Okay, so his wrestling questions are as follows. Thoughts on the fireball to Keith Lee's face? I kind of get Stupid. Do I even need to keep reading that part? Nah, I'll just leave it nope. at that. No, read it. Let Mr. S talk about what he thinks, and we'll talk about okay. it a little bit later on the NXT recap. So, what do you think about Mr. S? Okay, I kind of get why they did it. Cross and Scarlet have this kind of dark, mystical vibe or whatever, but I don't know. It left a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. It, how bad of a taste was it in your mouth? How how bad did Scarlet taste, Brandon? Scarlet tastes fantastic. <laughs> smells fantastic, even though I don't really remember. Do you remember what she smelled like, Dominic? Without being too weird? No, I held my breath because I was afraid to... To breathe on her? To breathe, yeah. I didn't want her to fucking, you know, I didn't want to breathe and like a booger come out or something. I was scared. Hi, Scarlet. Right Scarlet was the lady that we Smoke met. Smoke show. At the Polka dots. Hello. Show me the toes. Show me the toes, yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm here with her. I saw her. I'm joking. Oh. I really hope that got picked up. I hope it did too. <laughs> and uh, let's see. Oh, and the last Mr. X question. Will there be a payoff to Raw Underground, or is it just going to be what it is now? Random fights, because what's going on this week is starting to make even less sense than it did when it debuted. Could they, at some point, have a Raw Underground championship? I mean, I could possibly see them turn, like, uh, I don't know if they turn the 24-7 title into, like, the Raw Underground championship, but I do agree that, like, you had... Week one, you kind of establish it. Yeah, I complained that there wasn't any rules about it, but I was keeping an eye, you know, keep being hopeful that they would actually, like, you know, make it make sense. You have the Hurt Business coming out the end, so like, okay, they're going to take over, and that's going to be their thing. They weren't even a part of it this week. And then it was just like, as he said, you know, kind of just some random matches. Shayna Baszler does her thing, and then that was it. Like, what's the whole point of this? Hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, it'd be helpful if you actually talk next to the I mic. don't know. No, I r- really don't know. I don't really care for it. I find, you know, yeah, I don't really care for it. I th- I don't like it, honestly. I'd watched the first 
at the the first the when it debuted, and I was kind of like, eh, I'm not gonna watch this shit. And it's like I want to like it. Like I I like the shoot fighting. I like blood sport, Thatcher, Thatch can type wrestling. You know all the all that kind of stuff. But it's like there. It's it's kind of just a gimmick to be a gimmick, and they're not really making it make sense. Give it some gravitas or make it feel special. It's just a thing to do because it's a thing to do. Okay, that is the first email. Not Usually. the last email. It's not the last email. There is another email, and this and the person who emailed us, <coughs> his name is Mr. X. We got two emails. What from Mr. X? What a great fan! You know, he's probably our biggest fan. You know that? Actually, you know, I'm gonna say he's our biggest fan, but I know Donnie. He he did tell me a long time ago. He still this is because he doesn't text me every day. He still listens every day or every episode. No, listen every day, Donnie. <laughs> every day. Yeah, same episode played over and over again. L- um, go back in the archives. Listen to old episodes. So, he forgot to add this. So this is this is why I told you know I yelled at Travis to stay the fuck on because it's a UFC question and you know hmm we were gonna go to somebody's house and whose house would that be, Dominic? Uh, the Gunderson household because you know we're great friends with Tyler Gunderson. So the friend part of the frenemies. The friend part decided to at the last second uninvite. Not just me and the studio audience, but even you, Brandon, to his house to watch. Yeah, Brandon didn't invite himself. But, you know. Yeah, we just invite ourselves. Whatever. We wanted to go swimming. They never never locked the door anyways. The door was always open. So if you find their house, you know, just walk on in. Don't do that. But, you know, he was like, oh, no, we're not doing it anymore because Travis might not be here. And, you know. My lady's coming over, and I don't want to stress her out. You know what? And now, Tyler, we, we, you know, I, I don't know if you're going to be angry at this, but we were playing low Call of Duty today, and he said that he might not even watch the UFC fight now because apparently his lady does not want to watch UFC on one of her last days before she goes to school. Or does school. Wait, is she, like, is she like I don't know, going away or something? I don't know. It was like this big thing. So now Tyler... I don't really want to cause a fight, though. I, I, You know me. I'm not trying to break someone up over me just wanting to go hang out, so... Hey, babe. Anyways, let's get to Mr. X's second email. And I'm not going to mess up any names. You ready? You got this. I, got, I have faith in you. <laughs> I'm going to read the whole paragraph. Do not say anything. Shut up, studio audience. Okay. So it says, UFC 252 is tomorrow. Who you got? Yoid. In the final fight, my money is on Stipe, but I could never count out DC. Could this match be more grappling-based match unlike the first two fights, since we all know how well burst these two are in wrestling, especially Cormier? Also, will DC retire after this fight, win, lose, or draw? Thanks again, Mr. X. And thank you, Mr. X. You're the man. So, this fight is kind of interesting because it kind of seems as though no matter what happens, both of these guys are going to retire. And they're hyping this up as, like, you know, whoever wins is the greatest heavyweight of all time. And that's for someone else to debate. We're not going to debate that on this show. Greatest heavyweight of all time? Bork Laser. <laughs> I didn't think that was going to get him that much. I didn't know Bork Laser was going to get such a big pop. This <laughs> is the way you said it, man. Oh my god, it's the way you said it, man. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that was hilarious. Say it again. <laughs> I'm not your fucking little monkey. Make yeah, you dance. You're, you're my fucking bitch. Now say it again. Bork laser. Thank you. But, you know, DC being a guy who fights out of San Jose, you know, he's my boy. I want him to win. 
I do think Stipe will get the job done, though. So I'm I'm gonna go with Stipe via via TKO. I think, as you said, Steep or uh, both DC is definitely wanna, gonna want to get it to the ground. You know, some ground and pound, maybe get a submission stuck in there because he definitely is a superior wrestler. He's a little older, but you know, both of them are old. I think no matter what happens, both guys are gonna hang him up because there's real. I mean, the heavyweight division there's really nothing for them to do like big money wise unless John Jones does step up and do heavyweight, which. Who knows what the fuck's going on with John Jones at this point? That's really the only fight I see DC ever taking is a heavyweight John Jones fight. So, I'll, I'll I'll take DC just to be different. I feel like I I feel like it's gonna be a it's an equal matchup no matter what. I don't think I don't think there's you can't really say somebody has the edge on someone. You know, like most fights usually there's somebody that's like you're the fucking favorite. I feel like you know that it's kind of hard to really pick out somebody so i'll go dc just to be different um i do agree with you that i think both of them will retire unless john jones does step up but i don't think john jones will ever step up because i think he's afraid to fight dc at heavyweight so that'll do it for us for the sports and mr x's questions now we're gonna go on to wrestling so if travis actually did listen to dominic now we're leaving he better fucking listen to me you gonna go over to uh maybe maybe go go over to the discovery bay ace over there with my Outdoor supply short on, shirt on. Shorts. You got shorts? You got Osh Maybe shorts? I'll make some Osh shorts. I don't know. Maybe I'll be just fucking head to toe in Osh gear. I'll walk up in there and just set that bitch on fire. Well, I, I heard a rumor that maybe Travis is going to go to like his teammate's house to watch UFC. So maybe you can go there and, you know, set slash his tires. Sure. With that outdoor supply knife. You know what, studio audience? Don't, don't tempt me. Don't, don't make me put you on Travis's team. Okay, we're going to move on to the wrestling news. WWE, it has not been announced yet, but Dave Meltzer has reported that WWE SummerSlam will be emanating from the Orlando Magic Arena, the Amway Arena down in Orlando. And also, there's a possibility, or quite a large possibility, that WWE shows will be taking place for the foreseeable future at the Amway Arena. So now getting out of the smaller performance center still is not going to be held with fans in attendance, but still the uh, same wrestlers or staff being the player being the fans. So Dominic, your thoughts on WWE making the move and going to a bigger arena, even though there's still not going to be fans in attendance. Well, that, that's one thing I didn't understand when I was reading this was you're going to a bigger arena. So you're forking out more money than you already were. And unless no they get there? like some sort of discount because there's nothing going on, so I would assume the arena would just take anything at the moment. I gu- I'm, yeah, I guess so. And from a health and safety perspective, you can say that you know since it's, there's a bigger locker room, we can have everyone spaced out a lot more. I guess that makes more sense. And then you can maybe then you can maybe just run NXT. You can just have everyone center. like you, know, you can have people in suites as their locker room. That'd be nice. Everyone just gets their own suite. Yeah. Yeah. Charlotte gets the biggest suite, though. Because she is sweet. Sticky sweet from her head to her feet. Okay, so just a random question we can move on. Do you think it's going to be like a, a regular WWE setup with a big old Jumbotron, yes. Titantron, and it's just yes. going to... Okay. I think it's going to be Monday Night Raw, SmackDown... Closer to the mic, please. Too close? A little close. There we go. Okay. I still think it's going to be... Ru- actually, I take that back. Do you think, in a perfect world, do you think Vince would actually make him change Raw 
In a perfect world, Vince would want fans here. Okay, take that back then. Do you think Vince is going to want them to put the Raw Triton up, t- Titan up and then change it to SmackDown and like keep doing that? Or do you think he's just going to have it on a basic Titantron and stuff like that? Bring back the old Addish Dara Raw big-ass Titantron. And just put WWE on it? Sure. Okay, and on that note, let's move on to AEW. They have released three ta- three uh, wrestlers, Jimmy Havoc, B. Priestley, and Sadie Gibbs. Obviously, we talked about Jimmy Havoc. He was a part of the Speak Out movement. He was set to uh, do some rehab and be reevaluated after that. He has been released. B. Priestley, she was also kind of a part of that whole situation as well. She was kind of a part of AEW, but hasn't really wrestled too much. And then Sadie Gibbs has not wrestled for AEW in 2020, so... Uh, besides, what is it, Kaylee Ray? Not, right? That's her name? What's her name? Kylie Ray? Kylie Ray? Yeah. They're really kind of the only releases we've really seen from this young company. But she was released because she wanted it, not, you know. So I guess the first real release is from AEW. Which, Havoc, we un- I totally understand why they did. Probably just because, you know, they, they probably realized it was better for him not to be there. Um, which, you know, with... And with all these people are overseas. So, yes, studio audience or not studio audience? The mascot is hungry. Is the is the studio audience hungry? I'm kind of hungry. Okay, Brandon, how about you just take this part of the podcast? Since I gotta go feed the dogs, apparently. So why don't uh, you uh, handle it from here? Is that okay? I guess that depends how long am I gonna am I gonna have to go? Like five minutes. Yeah, there's studio five. Take how, how does it take five minutes to feed a dog? Because I gotta feed all three dogs. Okay. Oh my gosh. Three different foods, water, gotta set it down, and then walk back out here. Aren't there other people in your house? You're telling me. Starting now, go. Come on, doggy. So we're gonna go back to WWE. Well, I guess I'll give my opinions on the AW releases. I mean, as Dominic kind of said, you know, Jimmy Havoc, he wasn't doing too much yet. He had the thing with uh, Kip Sabian, but I, I never really had too much of high hopes for him. In the company, and because of kind of the extracurricular stuff, I, it definitely makes sense. B. Priestley, you know, she's one of those that she might have some baggage similar to Tessa Blanchard. I think she is talented, but because she wasn't used very often and she lives outside of the United States and she's unable to get in here and do some work, I definitely agree with that as well. Sadie Gibbs, I mean, very similar to B. Priestley to where she's overseas. She's not going to be wrestling. She's not doing anything for the company, so might as well just kind of cut ties with her and allow her to do whatever the hell she wants. With the wrestling or with the women's division, I, I wish that both these women were, be, were able to be a little more of a focal point for the AEW because their women's division is lacking so much. But you know, I, I do feel as though AEW will eventually kind of get their stuff together with the women's division and make it a bigger deal. I kind of wish that they made the women's tag team tournament a bigger deal because you got tag team appreciation night and yet there was like maybe a little bit of a mention of the women's tag team tournament don't even have a match on there. So they should have said that it was men's tag team appreciation night. But let's move on back to WWE MVP who was apparently supposed to just have kind of a one-off and he wrestled in WWE for a little bit just so his son can see him wrestle. He assigned a new multi-year deal with WWE so now he's going to be locked up and I think this is more on a performer basis he was supposed to be kind of a producer and kind of settle into that backstage role I don't know the particulars 
on the contract if it allows him to if this is kind of a, a multi he can be a performer for a little bit to maybe switch into the backstage producer type role but I think MVP has been doing solid work he definitely has been a focal point during the quarantine era and with him Lashley and Sean Benjamin they've been doing all right stuff I kind of wish that they could have given the spotlight to a different whether it be a faction or a different uh, younger talent on the roster because I mean Lashley yeah you know he brings good intensity he has a good look and everything like that but we kind of know what he's get, we're going to be getting out of MVP he's a really good talker in ring wise not that great Sean Benjamin athletically you know he's on the downturn he's on the back half of his career so he can't exactly do what he was able to do 15 years ago but I, I still feel Sean Benjamin is a little bit underrated and underutilized in WWE and Oh, look at who is coming back with his little tight T-Rex arms. That was not five minutes, Dominic. How long was that? Maybe like a minute and a half, two oh. minutes. So we were talking about MVP signing a multi-year deal with WWE. Your thoughts? Uh, Well-deserved. He has been kind of carrying the company. No, I'm not going to say carrying the company, but I feel like he's been doing a lot more for the company than a lot of the other people. So well-deserved. Happy to see him. All right, Ben, some sad news to end the wrestling news. We got Kamala. He has passed away at the age of 70. Longtime wrestler. And we, we uh, there's some sad news. You know, he's had diabetes. He lost both of his legs to diabetes. And apparently he also contracted COVID. So with uh, all that, unfortunately, he did pass away at the age of 70. You know, th- there's some things you can say about the character itself being kind of racist having you know a black man portrayed as you know this african tribe. this african tribe beast and you know kind of an idiot and just having to have a handler and all that other stuff but should i do my kamala impression by smacking my stomach i mean if, if you want to do that dominic i'm not going to stop you all right we def- <laughs> that was some great audio right there but i mean from all i've heard you know kamala's a good guy nice guy and Unfortunately, you know, he had some health concerns and he just passed away. And, you know, R&D one of those, my friend. yeah, a, le- a legendary character, pr- probably, you know, not the best wrestler, best person or best. Did he even hold a championship? I, no, I don't I think don't so. Think at le- I mean, at least like a WWF championship. He, ha- he had some uh, lesser known titles that he held around the country. But when it came to WWE, he was kind of that attraction, you know, kind of big guy, another monster for Hulk Hogan and some of the baby faces to slay. But. Yeah, shout out Kamala. Dies at the age of 70. Sucks to see. Nope, did not hold any gold in the WWF. So now we're going to move on to the Raw recap. Seth Rollins and Dominic, who spells his name incorrectly, had a contract signing. Dominic signed a WWE contract, so now he is a wrestler. And Seth Rollins and him signed the contract to solidify their match at SummerSlam. And Dominic... Rollins has a match, and then after the fact, Dominic uh, gets Singapore caned. Yeah. Do you think this was kind of like a message sent or some, like, you know, breaking him into the business, kid? Uh, yes and no. I feel like it was kind of a mens- uh, message to Ray, kind of like, you know, like, you know, poking him a little bit. I do feel like it was kind of like a way to, to break him into the business, but I do feel like there's other ways. That's why I'm not too much on is breaking him in. But I will say he it was a good segment. I like the fact that Dominic got the shit beat out of him. 
definitely puts sympathy on him. Yes. And it wants you to see him, uh, you know, come back and, and beat up Seth Rollins. Then we got some more people getting beat up. We go from a young kid getting beat up to poor old legendary Ric Flair getting beat up. Seth, uh, not Seth Rollins. Randy Randall. Orton. Randall. Keith Orton has a match with Kevin Owens, beats Kevin Owens, and then after the fact, Orton cuts a promo kind of talking about Ric Flair, burying Ric Flair, that he's you know a shell of who he was and who he used to be and all that other good, fun stuff. And then Ric Flair cuts a promo back, being passionate and saying, yeah, I am a whore for the spotlight. I'm seven years old. I should be dead at this point, but I'm not, so I'm going to take every last moment I can get. And then they hug, and then Orton takes Flair to Dick Kick City, and then punts him. The lights flicker on and off because of retribution. That's kind of established. So it was kind of a way to hide the bump, and Flair doesn't really have to do anything. But besides that, which I thought was kind of corny, overall, I really enjoyed the segment. I think both guys played their roles perfectly. Drew comes out showing good intensity. Drew didn't really do too much, but the focus was on Orton and making you want to see him get his ass kicked because of what he did to Rick. Now, do you think if maybe they did a different spot with Rick to where they didn't have to do the, f- the flickering lights and actually, you know, not maybe not taking a full-fledged hard bump. They already kind of did that last year with Batista and Triple H to where Batista laid out Rick backstage. We didn't see him actually do it, but Batista took credit for it. Yeah, but what I'm saying, though, is do you think, you know, maybe not punting him in the head, but maybe giving him a stiff kick to the gut or something, you know, or maybe not really kicking him hard, but, you know, like, you know, you can cut away real quick or something like that. Like, you know, do you think it would have been better to not have the lights flicker is what I'm trying to say, because I feel like it took it takes away from the moment of when Randy's, you know, trying to cripple him or kill him or whatever, you know, it, it takes away from that moment. Yeah, I, I did think that it did take away a little bit. I It was fine. So would it have been a lot better for you if they just cut it, if they just did the low blow and that was it? I mean, because I feel as if that's really the only thing you could really do that has like kind of the same effect without having to be like too gimmicky. But I'm saying like you could have kicked him in the head, but you just, you know, you you have like a, a good angle to where you only see Rick, but Randy doesn't actually kick him. Yeah. But it just looks like he kicked him. Dude, it, it's it's 2020. There's video editing. You can kick him and not kick him. But what I'm saying is, yes, I would much rather have something else. But still, great. but did, but, still I, great. but did you like the performance oh, beforehand with yes, the promos? Yes, yes, no. I even though Ric Flair mumbles his words more than me, he still can, you know, give a decent promo. Yeah, I think this is probably the best thing we've seen Ric Flair do in quite a long a time. Years. So we get Oscar taking on Bailey, and if Oscar wins, she gets a championship match against Sasha Banks at SummerSlam, and Oscar gets the job done. Good match. I mean. The, the storyline to begin with with Asuka and Bailey and Sasha is kind of just shit and all over the place. But we, we get good matches with terrible finishes. And that's fine with us? I'm not fine with it, but you know I'll enjoy the good wrestling until the shitty finishes. Yeah, I mean, I really hope that wherever they go with Asuka is the right path. I feel like if this is her way of... Taking, getting the title back, great, wonderful, grand. But what I don't want to see is, you know, her gets a SummerSlam and Sasha beats her or cheats or something like that. Like, you know, you either need to give Asuka the title back or you have Sasha establish her dominance and that's it with Asuka and you just send her away. Because I feel like what they're doing with her is they're just squandering her talent. 
we've talked about it already a little bit. We got Raw Underground Week Two. We've uh, kind of talked about it already. I don't know if you want to go into it mm, anymore. We don't need to. No. Okay. Then we get uh, Angelo Dawkins taking on Andrade. Beats Andrade. Then we get Bianca Belair defeating Zelina. Zelina continues to deny that she poisoned Montez Ford. Do you think that's leading anywhere to where Zelina and her boys weren't a part of it and it leads to like a different storyline after SummerSlam? I really hope so. I but my thing is who could take that place? Retribution. Who's Retribution? I don't know. When will we find out? SummerSlam or the week after. I don't know. It's Nexus. We get the VIP lounge with uh the Hurt Business doing their thing. Just a straightforward promo. Apollo comes out. We get Shona Benjamin defeating Apollo. So after Apollo Crews makes his illustrious comeback, wins the United States Championship that he technically never lost, then he loses to by far the weakest person of the faction. Maybe not, you know, decisively, but it, it wasn't the best finish in the world. You know, I, I don't know if it was you asking me a question or if it was something that I saw online, but do you think Apollo Crews should join Hurt Business? Well, I don't think we really talk about Apollo Crews that much in our off time down there. Wasn't there a question a long time ago? That, that was like the very first like question, fan mail question we ever that's had. That's not Mr. X. Exactly. Then, finally, Mickey James made her illustrious return just kind of randomly out of nowhere. We get Natalie and Lana. They're back. They Natalie? Natalie? Natty? Natalia? Ochapanata? Natalia. Natalia. And Lono. Lono. Fire TikTok, by the way. So they were going to have Mickey James take on Natalie <laughs> next week? Sure. Do you, uh, what do you expect from this? Do you think this is going to be Mickey James doing something or just a way for Natalia to get a win and establish her being a heel? It's, it's going to be Natalia getting a heel. What's so fucking funny? This is, she ruins the podcast, I swear. It'll be Natalia getting a victory to to establish her dominance as a heel. That's so fucking funny. (laughs) Okay, that is pretty funny. (laughs) That is pretty funny. What's so fucking funny? (laughs) It's a picture of you. It's a picture of me? Yeah. He sent it to the group chat. I don't get what's so fucking funny. Is my titty hanging out? What's going on here? No. Is it a picture of me today? Yeah. Like a minute ago. (laughs) Seconds. Seconds ago. Ooh. I don't. I don't like this. I don't like what's going on here. I don't like being the butt of the jokes. That's Dominic's gimmick. Huh. Sucks, don't it? <laughs> you have nothing but. Yeah, you look sexy, man. The taco meat hanging out. Your taco meat's hanging out. Anyways, we go on to AEW Dynamite. We got the tag team appreciation. Young Bucks defeat the Dark Order, and the Young Bucks. <laughs> Get the victory. <laughs> it's not that fucking it funny. It's fucking hilarious. Just because there's a picture of you. You don't know. You should post it on the Twitter. <laughs> yeah, maybe Instagram will post it and everyone I will just... I was going to send it to you so you could just disregard what I said. Well, apparently I'm not allowed to post pictures of you guys. Yeah, you're not. Not without it's my not approval. Enough. Well, maybe I don't want... Maybe I'm not trying to give consent to you well, guys. Sweetie pie? Whoa, what's going on here? Honey buns? Hey. Honey bunches of oats? Let's get on the AEW. Let's talk about Young Bucks and Dark Order have kind of like a PWG spotting match. Kind of like a PWG spotting match. What? 
sorry. <laughs> Someone sounds smart. Okay, I'm sorry. Dominic, thoughts? That the Dark Order. Wait, who is the Young dark? Bucks? Get the dub. But but Dark Order is that that's the OG squad of Stu Grayson and Evil Uno. Definitely Dominic watched AEW this week. Mm, I don't know. I never liked Dark Order. Dark Order. Dank Order. <laughs> never cared for them. Never got their gimmick when they first debuted at Double or Nothing. Which I completely missed because I went to go take a piss because I drank a little too much beer. Yep. You're too busy hanging out with the Speedo guy. Um, but uh, never really cared for him. I'm happy the Young Bucks got it. But yes, Brandon, I did not watch AEW this week. I was a little busy. Because you're a hard-working man. Nine to five. We get MJF doing another presidential-type promo. And I, yes, I did see. absolutely fucking hated it because it was too cute. And he talked about not wanting to do the job and not going to be politicked into doing the job because of Dictator John. And why the fuck is a heel talking about doing jobs? Why does anybody talk about doing jobs? Talk about winning the championship and beating someone's ass. MJF's promo hated it. John Moxley's promo loved it. Is it sad that... I'm not going to say sad. Is it heartbreaking that for the past, what, at least few weeks, but maybe even months... MJF has been on a tear with great promos. And then now he just delivers this and it kind of just rips the rug out from underneath you and kind of just makes you feel, you know, dirty. I don't know if I would say dirty, but I would definitely, I want to know, like, what was the creative process of this promo? Because I want to know who was stupid enough to think that this was a good idea. It was Cody's. Cody's a bitch. It's always Cody's fault. It's always Cody's. It's Cody's, Young Bucks, Kenny Omega. Never Tony Khan, because if he's listening, I want money. Then we get Matt Hardy cutting a promo backstage, continuing on with the Sammy Guevara feud. I mean, it was all right, I guess. I mean, and to to Matt's defense, Matt's always been that kind of like all right, decent, average kind of guy. He's never really been that, you know... Uh, you know, that spectacular, amazing, above, way above average kind of guy. He's always been that, like, he gets the job done, gets everybody happy, that's it. Then we get Cody Rhodes defending his newly gold TNT title Ugh. against Scorpio Sky Sodomic. Not a big fan of the gold version. Not, not, not a fan of it. I think it looks not better. Not a fan of it at all. I'm, I'm not, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of the design. I think it's more the red strap. I'm not the biggest fan of the red strap. Is it because it's too universal title-ish? Maybe. I mean, call me old school. I think just having a black title or a you know maybe even a white strap would have been perfectly fine as well. I think I think they should have just done a... Because you have their uh, AEW... Is it World Championship or AEW Championship? Is it World or just Championship? You don't know. AEW World Championship. I think world Heavyweight Championship. They should have just done a, you know... Intercontinental, or you know, they should have just done something like that because that's basically what it is. It's basically their middle tier title held by one of their top title. Mike Kyoto makes his debut in this match. Thoughts on him, I guess, signing maybe with AEW and you know, leaving WWE being there for so long and then landing on his feet in AEW. You think it's a good signing? <laughs> I don't know how to feel. I mean. 
he was released because of just it was COVID cuts, right? It wasn't like he nope. did something wrong. Just strictly cost cutting. And WWE like has so many young referees that, and WWE doesn't like having like names and talking about who the referees actually are. It's just an official. And, you know, some of them we know the names of, but for the most part, they're just faceless people who wore stripes. Baby Nage. I mean, he, now he's kind of the, he's the big name now, I guess. Well, it was always him and Mike were the two that were well known, but um, I'm not going to say it's a, a good signing. I'm just going to say like it kind of, it kind of, I would say it, it's a good signing in the sense that you have someone there that you know isn't going to fuck up, you know? You're not gonna have him make a account when he shouldn't. He shouldn't. You know, he can take a bump. He can, he can. You know, he can do the job that he's given. So I, I'm, it's good in that sense, but not good in the sense of that. You know, it depends on how much money he's making. I don't think he should be making that much money, but you know, whatever. Brody Lee is on the Tron, and he challenges Cody to a match. Not next. Well, next week, but it'll be on Saturday after the NBA playoffs, so because of TNT holding NBA rights and having playoffs, stuff like that, we kind of knew this was going to be happening, that Dynamite was going to get bumped a few days. Uh, thought it was going to be during the summer, at least June, May time, but now they're getting bumped. Next week, it's going to be on Saturday, 22nd, same day as NXT, so going to be a big, I think that probably that's another reason why they decided to do it on Saturday, instead of moving to like a Friday or Great. something that like that. means you got to come over here on Saturday? Day of the Gauntlet. Ooh, Saturday's a big day, twenty second. Three hours of four of war zone. More like three and a half. He's gotta get a little practice in. Got to knock the hey, rust off. Hey, I I I have exactly three hours. I'm not. If it's three hours, we so it's a hundred percent guarantee. It's a hundred percent set in stone. We're going three hours. Maybe Dominic can't. S- it's not like we're gonna play for three hours. We can take like a five minute break, take a piss, get a well, little. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like you know. I'm just saying maybe we shouldn't be playing that long, but whatever. I'm not the one in charge of the rules. Whatever, whatever. But anyways, I'm a cat. I mean, if you want to talk about Brody Lee facing Mox or uh, Cody Rhodes. but I think Brody Lee would be the perfect person to take the title from Cody because he's heel, first off. Second off, it gives Cody something new, some, a way for him to kind of, you know, get knocked down, kind of build, your fe- build yourself back up and, um, you know. I think it would be a good way for Cody to maybe make a run for uh, a different title. How big of a deal do you think having Dynamite right after an NBA playoff game, do you think that they're going to be able to attract some of these viewers? No. Do you think they're going to pull in a bigger rate? Do you think they'll get over a million viewers? I'm going to say no because I want to say most of the people that are going to be watching basketball are going to be there strictly for basketball. Even with oh, stay tuned for Cody Cody versus Brody Lee. They're gonna be like, who the fuck is Brody Lee? Only the true wrestling fans will know who they are. But um, you know, you might get someone, you might get a some that might just be like, oh, okay, let's watch this for a few minutes and then turn it off. But that's why I think those first like five minutes, whatever that opening match is gonna be very crucial to lo- getting people be in. Very crucial. You gotta you gotta hook line and sinker everyone. You want them to stay. And how do you get people to stay, Brandon? Compelling television? TNA. I'm hungry, too. Let's hurry the fuck up. We get Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page defeating the Jurassic Express to successfully retain their tag team championships. A good match, I guess. Maybe a little clunky, but 
I did like the segment where Kenny and Hangman talked about their favorite tag teams. Thought they were funny. And who did they name? Kenny named the Young Bucks, and Hangman was going to name themselves. So cute. Wow, that's it? Only two teams they named? Well, they didn't favorite. give like a list of favorite you tag you teams? You can't have ten different favorites. You have to pick one. Who's your favorite tag team of all time, Brandon? My favorite tag team of all time. Well, I think I already know yours. So, Dominic, why don't you say who your favorite tag team is? No, you go first. I asked you. Okay, my favorite tag team probably be, I guess we'll go with the Young Bucks. I was going to say you and me, but okay. There you go. We are the Hangman and Kenny Omega of the podcasting world. Which makes you Hangman and me Kenny? But you drink, more, but you drink more than me. Because he got a big dick. You, see, you, you saw that horse he rode, up, who rode in on? So I'm the more, so I might be the more talented one, but everyone loves Dominic more. Dominic's the one that's hangman, so he's the yeah, one with the big dick. I'm him. No, he's Kenny. He's the Asian guy. From Canada. From Canada. Who's white and blonde. Yes. Go home, you're drunk. Continue on with the next one. We get tag team appreciation night. We get the Rock and Roll Express and Tully and Arn and the Young Bucks and FTR, blah, 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 blah. Everyone's sucking each other off. Blah, and then blah, blah, blah. FTR apparently turned heel by attacking the Rock and Roll Express. Great. Know why? I don't like the Rock and Roll Express first off. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What you got heat? We got heat with them. Fuck. Ricky Morton, man. Fuck that guy. Why? What did he ever do to you? I don't know. Those are ca- those are good brothers. Met him a few times. No, the good brothers are Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows. We get Hikaru Shida defeating Heather Monroe. No one got hurt, so we can ask for. Who the fuck's Heather Monroe? Oh. We get uh, Jake the Snake Roberts in some weird backstage promo where he takes his shirt off. Sweet. Missed that. Damn. In the main event, we get Orange Cassidy defeating Chris Jericho in the highly anticipated match. I thought it was a little clunky at times. I would maybe blame Chris Jericho. But Orange does get the victory with a little, uh, not a small package, but uh, you know, some sort of roll-up type move. So Cassidy gets the win. Jericho sells it big. I mean, it was good, I guess. A little disappointing, a little clunky at times. I mean... To me, it kind of makes it a little more, you know, organic that Orange Cassidy won to make it a little clunky because it kind of like you don't know what's going on. But I mean, fuck, Cassidy deserves it. Jericho is a goat. I that you can't really go on much about that. Now let's move on to NXT. Mr. X talked about it in his email. Karen Cross has a squash match against Danny Birch. Gets the victory, choking him out. Then Keith Lee comes out, says that, you know, he did all these things to other people. We didn't have to. I wanted the match. I said it. I'll do the match, but you want to do all this extra shit. And he brings a contract. He signs it, gives it to Scarlett and Karen Cross. They sign it. Scarlett does some voodoo magic. And for some reason, Keith Lee opens it up and a fireball erupts, which blinds him. And they kind of awkwardly leave the camera on him for a while as they tend to him. And it's kind of this big ordeal. As I said, I absolutely hate it. I thought it was just so corny and stupid. I think fireballs are kind of dumb and fake to begin with. I have really been enjoying the Karrion Cross keith Lee feud, and I just don't feel as though they needed to do this. But that's WWE. For- See, okay, here's the thing. 
But that being said, do you think this is a lot of Vince or is this Triple H saying do the fireball? I would assume it's Triple H because Vince, from all intents and purposes, doesn't really do much of anything with NXT. That being said, I hated it. I thought it was dumb. I wouldn't have done it. But they did treat it as though it was a really big deal. And I liked how they, you know, went back to it. Mia Yim had a match later on and they checked up on her and she was very serious and kind of shooken up about it. So, so I would have, I wouldn't have like done it to be, I wouldn't have done it to begin with, but at least they like did a good job at treating it like a really big deal and making it seem as though what Cross did was atrocious. So yeah, because because of the way they went about it, it's okay. No, I still wouldn't have done it kinda and I hated it. Oh my but at least they you know did the best of a shitty situation. Okay. Okay. Undisputed Era calls out Pat McAfee. We're going to get a showdown next week, the go-home show before NXT 30. I, I mean, obviously, it, it seemingly means this uh, Undisputed Era as a whole is baby faces. I mean, it was a promo. It was fine, I guess. Adam Cole still kind of whiny about it, so I don't know exactly how this turns some baby face, but he's baby face now, I guess. That's all we wanted, really, if you think about it. We wanted Undisputed Era to be baby faced, so I'm happy. And then I think maybe the best thing that happened on NXT this week was the Dakota Kai and Io Shirai promos. They did these in two separate segments. They did these video packages. Dakota Kai talked about uh, talked about the match, and I thought Io's promo was very strong. And I just wish WWE did this with their Japanese foreign talent. Like it was just it was so good. Shirai speaks a little bit of English, and then we get subtitles when she speaks in Japanese, and it's you know, lo- you know, dark and gloomy and. I very much enjoyed it. I wasn't really care. I didn't care too much about this match, but they really hooked me in on with these promos. And I mean, uh, and that's something that they've been doing a lot better at, and I applaud them for that. But I want to see the payoff. I, I, I that's all I want to see is the payoff. I want to see this match. I hope it lives up to the hype that they're building. And then we get Bronson Reed, Thick Boy, defeating Damian Priest with a roll up. With a roll up. So they continue to build Bronson Reed, getting the victory over Damian Priest. Obviously, being a roll-up, it doesn't bury Priest at all, but they're definitely you know, trying to build credibility for Bronson Reed. And I don't know if I'd say he's a favorite going in, but he's definitely you know has a lot of momentum. You can see him getting the victory for the North American title. Dominic, your thoughts on Reed getting the victory over Damian Priest and just kind of the overall build of what they've been doing with him? I mean... To be honest, I didn't know much about Bronson Reed. I didn't know his name last week. I saw the match. How do you even though we've been talking about him like you're <laughs> shut the fuck up. I see your nipple. Shut the fuck up. Um But that being said, I feel like they're giving him some momentum. Nice nipple. Not really see the nipple. Uh, everybody? It's a more of an oval nipple. Kinda n- now he's that he's pulling it's a little more rounded, but okay. Um, I have a mold like right by my nipple, I need to get that checked out. Say that again? Yeah, I got black. Are you lactating? <laughs> Why are you looking at my lady's titties, man? Back the fuck up. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, back to Bronson Reed, thick boy. Um, I like how they're kind of giving him a small little push. I do agree. I don't think he's going to get the title or anything, but it's nice to see that, you know, you know, giving fans false hope that he's going to win the title. We get the Robert Stone brand, Aaliyah, and Mercedes Martinez taking on Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. Robert Stonebrand gets the victory, and then after the fact, we get Rhea Ripley 
with a stare down and a little beat down with Mercedes, so obviously building up that feud. I thought Casey Kanzara looked very impressive. I think that she is some somebody Someone rubbing off on you? I mean, she's very athletic and she has the the background. She's very undersized, which might be, you know, might hurt her in terms of health and maybe just overall wrestling ability, but I thought what the little that she did in this match I was very impressed with. Can you please stop twirling that, Dominic? I can hear it. You can hear that? Yes. How can you hear that? Because you're making noise and you're shaking the microphone when you do that. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just going to keep going because it's almost off. I'm just taking it off. I'm sorry. I, it was bugging the fuck out of me. Because Dominic is trying to do his best Freddie Mercury impression by having the mic stand, but he's holding the mic stand a la Mr. Freddie Mercury. Now I feel like some basic bitch holding a microphone. I feel like Pat McAfee. No, Pat is not doesn't hold this. He he has it dangling. He used to have he used to hold it. Yeah, he used to be a man. Down goes the high noon. All right, then we get uh, the Garganos. They do a little segment. We get Candice talking crap about Tegan Knox. So my girl taking on your girl, looking like big beef. Nothing to say. I feel like Tegan's going to win it, so I don't really have to worry about anything. Tegan, way better than Kenneth Lorray. And then Johnny Gargano has his uh, loser qualifying match next week. Uh, maybe he wins, maybe he doesn't. Who exactly Against knows? Against Finn, right? No. Finn is taking on the loser of this triple threat match. Cameron Grimes defeats Kushida and the returning Velveteen Dream. Kushida is the one who gets pinned here, so Velveteen Dream ends up uh, in that loser qualifying match next week. Dream then attacks Kushida, which would make him a heel at this point. Finn Finn comes out. They have a stare down. So we get Finn, who is, I guess, kind of a heel, but he's also a babyface because he's Finn and everyone kind of loves him against Dream, who just beat up poor old little Kushida. Who do you think will win this match? Dream, Balor, Gargano. Well, Gargano is facing off against another person who I can't think of at this point. But, you know, it will turn into Gargano. So. Oh, just Dominic already saying Gargano's going to win. Yes. Uh, I mean, they didn't build Velveteen Dream coming back. He was a mystery opponent. They've been building up Finn a little bit. He was supposed to do that thing with Walter. Mm. I just am, I keep waiting for them to do something with Finn. I don't know. I don't think Finn's going to win. I feel as though if they wanted him to win, he would have won at this point. I, I do feel like how you just said they were supposed to do something with Walter. I do feel like... He will get in, and then Walter will fuck him over, and that will cost him. How is he supposed to get in the country? Exactly. Exactly, right? How fucking mind-fucking is that? He's been on a boat for like the past two months getting over here. Yes. That's exactly what it's been going down. But, uh, yeah, that'll do it for us for today. I know. Round of applause. We finally did it. You know, I don't know. You didn't listen to the uh, Trapped to Hell, obviously. You didn't listen to parts where they bury you. Mm Mm-hmm. They were uh, maybe making maybe making fun of us because we say we're going super duper long at when we're doing an hour and a half, and yet they go on forever. So just let that sit in your craw a little bit, Dominic. I also like the fact that you know, for the most part, besides me twirling the mic or whatever, you know, we also speak clearly and we don't. <laughs> I mean the mic or eat during the podcast. We drink. I drink. You drink every once in a while. <laughs> Curbells and chair shots ASMR coming soon. Anyways, yeah, if you guys like that, you know, I wasn't supposed to do this, but I'm going to do it. 
Sudions might smack me, but it's well worth it. What am I going to do? What? Shout she out. She does have a glass bottle in her hand. Shout out to Donnie, to Brian, Earl, the big dog, little dog, mascot. Mas- mascot? Is that mascot over here? Yeah, okay. Little dog. And uh, maybe next time I'll give a shout out to a couple other cool cool cats. That and kittens. They're not cool because, you know, these two cats want to take Mary's spot in Fortnite. So. And they were pressuring me into letting them in, letting them find a third and have a, a three uh, a three v three v three for the gauntlet. And I said, no, not this time. If they want to join, they want to get this work, young blood. Uh, these guys know what the fuck. Yeah, them, that's why I'm a little scared. You know. Them. That's why we just be your battling brother. For a second. Yeah, they know your brother, so you probably know them. I probably don't know them. Rudy and Colton. Oh, you said their names, Dominic. You weren't supposed to say their oh, names. Oh, sorry, I didn't. Man. I didn't shout them out. I just said their names. You. I was still on a shout-out? I thought and I cut off the on that note, as oh, sorry, the studio man. audience will break this corona bottle Ow. in half and stab Dominic to death with it. So maybe we're going to need a third partner in this gauntlet because Dominic will be dead. So on that gauntlet. note, goodbye and good night and go bank.